0: and welcome to week three of the joe beningo oh the pain podcast as we break down the uh game three for the woe new york jets as they play the denver Broncos. if you want to call it play the denver broncos in denver we'll also go around the league as well uh, for week three international football league the joe beningo oh the pain podcast brought to you by natural body our good buddies the great Steve Calabrese and company can't be happy after the brutal loss by the Dolphins yesterday, by Budget Blinds, and by Anita Tyre in Rivervale, New Jersey. All right. I I mean, look, I, I I get it. First year head coach, rookie quarterback, the whole thing. I understand it all. But this was a disgrace yesterday, as the Jets are just whooped. 26 zip by the Broncos in Denver. I mean, seriously. You're a Jet fan right now. I mean, what is the difference in what we have seen so far through the first three weeks? And really, it's gotten worse each week so far. You know, at least they were competitive in the loss in Carolina, somewhat competitive in the loss to New England, you know, the three picks that the kid Wilson threw. But yesterday, they were a non-competitive football team in getting shut out by Denver. Non-competitive. What is the difference, you know, with the Robert Sala New York Jets than what we saw with Adam Gaze, what we saw with Todd Bowles, what we've seen for the most part over the last half century with this just absolutely disgraceful uh, football team and organization. I, I, I'm so sick and tired of the same old, same old. Penalties, drop passes, inability to protect the quarterback, on and on and on. The mistakes are on. Un- real really I mean unreal and I gotta tell you watching this game yesterday and and I don't want to get too crazy about Wilson yesterday he didn't play very well but God knows he got absolutely no help whatsoever in this game I mean let's be real the kid got no help at all but right now I'm looking at this coaching staff and I'm starting to get a little concerned I know it's only three games I ain't it, but I'm a little concerned First of all, Robert Sala to me comes off as a too nice of a guy. I mean, when where, you look at the you look at him on the sideline, he reminds you of Bulls. He's expressionless, you know, he's got his head in his hands as uh, you know the, the Jets commit another ridiculous penalty. I mean, what, what what's going on here? You hear him in the post-game press conference. Where's the, where's the rage? Where's the disgust? Where You know, I don't want to hear about execution. I don't want to hear about, oh, you know, we look so, so great in practice from Wednesday to Saturday. Really? Well, God knows it's not manifesting itself in the game. I, I, I'm tired of it. I'm really I – mean, you're a Jet fan right now. I don't want to hear about – I don't want to hear anybody tell me about patience. I don't want to hear anybody tell me about growing pains. I don't want to hear it anymore. This is just a brutal football. This is the same crap that we have watched year in and year out. We watched it for two years with gays. We watched it for four years with Bulls. We watched it for the last couple years with Rex. We watched it for most of the tenure with Mangini. You know, maybe they were a little better talent-wise. They weren't as young a team as they are now. But it's the same old, same old. How many dumb penalties can you commit? how do you possibly get explain this to me seriously how do you possibly get a delay of game penalty on a field goal attempt how do you do that how amandola hits a 56 yard field goal wait a minute delay of game then they got a punt what and the game was only 10 nothing at that point it was still somewhat of a football game somewhat how do you get a taunting penalty who is this guy hardy a taunting penalty when you're on a punt on a fair catch no less all right your team's losing you're getting their asses handed to them 17 nothing and you're in the face taunting somebody what what are you kidding that guy should be cut now how do you get that penalty and that drives set up points and then later on Marcus may gets a face mask penalty I don't want to get too crazy about that but you know still it's a major how do you do that we're looking at the rookie, Elijah Tucker. He's downfield on a pass play that caused the Jets a, you know, a, 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 what looked to be somewhat of a promising drive on a pass to the tight end Griffin. What is that? How, how does that happen? I know he's a rookie, but how do you just start wandering into the secondary? I mean, th- th- it's inexcusable. It's infreaking excusable. Another roughing the passer call. This one on Shaq Lawson, although I thought that one was a was a bad call. You had that pass interference and set up a touchdown on the kid Eccles. I mean, it's just over and over and over. Mistake after mistake after mistake. How about Corey Davis? He looked really good in week one against the Panthers. He, he stunk right and he stinks right now. What did He dropped two more passes yesterday. That one play where Zach gets out of the pocket, makes a nice pass down the field, Hits hits Davis right in the hands. I understand that the defensive back was right on top of him. You got to catch the ball. For $37.5 million, whatever they pay this guy, you got to catch the damn ball. You know, Elijah Moore, all we heard about this kid, oh, he's all world. Oh, he's lighting it up in in training camp. He's lighting it up in practice. This kid's going to be unbelievable. What a pick in the second round. He's invisible. What did he do? What's he doing? He can't get open. What, he catch three balls for 22 yards yesterday? And then he wound up getting dinged. He's in uh, concussion protocol. And he's done nothing. Absolutely nothing. I like what I've seen from the kid Michael Carter running the ball, but how about that one play with him where there was a pass over the middle that hit the ball, hit him right in the hands. It would have been a big play. He might have scored a touchdown on that play. And I understand the ball was tipped. I get it. I get it. The direction of the ball, it changed a little bit, whatever. But the ball was a little wobbly. But it hit him in the hands. Catch the ball. And like I said, I like the kid Carter, but catch the ball. There was another play later on on a fourth down, not that it would have mattered anyway, uh, to Tyler Johnson that he dropped that he should have had. It would have been an easy first down. Over and over and over, mistake after mistake after mistake. The offensive line was terrible. I mean, right now, Zach Wilson, I'm worried if he's going to be alive to finish the season. He's gotten sacked more than anybody in football. I think he's been sacked, what was it, six more times yesterday? It's like 15 or 16, 17 times he's been sacked already this year. And we're only three games into it, not to mention all the hits he's had. And how about the fact that they don't have a backup, a veteran backup? The guy that's backing him up, this guy White, he's never even thrown a pass in an NFL game. How is, that po- how is it possible that this franchise does not have with a rookie quarterback that they don't have a legitimate veteran backup. Maybe somebody like Alex Smith. I don't know if you can get him to come back and play. I don't know. Give me Josh McCown. Give me something. Give me somebody out there that's a veteran. Because right now, I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to make it through 17 games. He's getting hit constantly. Your offensive line's terrible. I tell you, this Connor McGovern, how bad is he? How about the one play yesterday? He he stinks. You know, this franchise has had a history of really, really great centers over the years. Going back to John Smith, you know, on the Super Bowl team, you know, back in in the late 60s, 68, 69 with Joe Namath. John Smith was a terrific center. You know, they had the great Kevin Mowai. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, Nick Mangold, who if he he is not a Hall of Famer, certainly was, you know, close to it. You know, a very high level, one of the best centers in football, if not the best for a while. But this Conor McGovern, who Joe Douglas signed, and by the way, Joe Douglas, you know, his moves aren't looking so damn good right now. Let's, let's be honest about that, too, okay? How about the one play with Conor McGovern, and the Jets had a first down, they they and again, they had a nice drive going, they're running the ball. They give the ball to Carter, very predictable running play, by the way. And, uh, and you know, Mike LaFleur and his, his play calling hasn't exactly inspired confidence. They give the ball to Carter on a first down play, and he gets absolutely annihilated by the Denver defensive lineman, I forget who it was, who basically pushes, it, just you know, wipes out McGovern right into Carter for about a six-yard loss, and that basically destroyed that drive as well. Yeah, he stinks, McGovern. He's terrible, and they gave this guy big money too as a free agent. Nice work there, Joe Douglas. I'm sick and tired of it. It's the same crap we've watched over and over again. And you tell me, when, when, when are you gonna, who is this team beating this year? What games are they winning? You give them any shot against the Tennessee Titans this week at MetLife? I don't. You know, for I thought maybe they could beat the Falcons in London. Really? Do I think that? You know, the Falcons were courtesy of another brutal performance by the Giants yesterday, another uh, basically giveaway by the Giants yesterday. Basically, a giveaway by the by the Giants yesterday. What happened? I don't know. What did you do? I didn't do anything. What do you mean? What happened here? All right, we had a little glitch there in the operation. Thank you again for my my technical advisor, my wife, the lovely Terry. (laughs) Straightening it out. So we apologize if there was a little uh, miscue there right now. But we're back again. But getting back to you know what we're talking about with the schedule, with the, the teams that this team is playing, wh- what games are they winning? Like I said, I thought maybe they could beat Atlanta in London. Maybe. But you think that? Atlanta got off the side yesterday courtesy of the long-begone Giants. How about them? I mean, you know, talk about giving games away. And we'll get to the Giants later on in the show a little bit. But I mean I, I don't see who the, who they're gonna beat. Who they beating? They still gotta play Buffalo twice. Buffalo just destroyed Washington yesterday. They still gotta play the Dolphins twice, so even though they're one and two, certainly are a better football team than the Jets are, even with can maybe a better team with Jacoby Brissetta quarterback than they are with Tunga Viola. Maybe they are. Even though they lost a very tough game to the Raiders yesterday. Who they beating? The Bucks? Really? The Saints? Really? Tell me tell me that team that you, you give the, the Eagles, any are they beating any of these teams? We're looking at another two, three-win season. Really, another two or three-win season. How many more can we take? And, I, I, and like I said, I don't want to hear about growing pains. They're going backwards. They've gotten worse so far over the first three weeks. Worse. And I get it, Denver's defense is pretty good, but they're not the 85 Bears. They're not the 69 Chiefs. You know, they're not the 86 giant defense. What are we talking about here? You know, the old uh, 2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I'm sick and tired. Really, I am sick and tired of what we're seeing from this franchise. It's the same thing over and over and over again. And right now, like I said, let's, let's – I'm not, not – forget even the rookie quarterback right now. I'm a little worried about what I'm seeing from this coaching staff. And I know it's only three games into it. Like I said, Robert Sala comes off as too nice a guy. And maybe, I, you know, I don't know what he's doing in practice. I don't know how, how tough he is, how hard he's coming down on people in practice. But I don't get it. I don't get why Denzel Mims isn't playing. Why? I don't get that. Is Crowder really still hurt with this groin injury? Because God knows they could use Crowder. They could use his veteran play out there. No doubt about that. I, I don't understand what's happening with this team. I really don't. And the defense, I thought, played okay. You know, they still don't force any turnovers. They only got that fumble late in the late in the game in the fourth quarter, but that didn't you know that was irrelevant to the game. They still, in three games, don't have an interception. I think they've only forced two two turnovers so far, both of them were fumbles. Remember that one was actually on a fourth down play in the first game of the year against Carolina. So I, you know, it would have been a jet ball anyway, but it, I guess they classified that as a turnover but they still have yet to get an interception. And so the defense played okay, but still, I mean, it's still not good enough. I know Quinn and Williams had a decent game, had a couple sacks, had a tackle for loss, you know, Mosley's all over the place. But still, you know, they're still committing too many penalties. I mentioned the pass interference on Echols, the face mask penalty on Marcus May, you know, still too many of those things. So I don't know where where they go from here. I I, I really don't know. I, I don't know. But how many more years do we have to watch as Jet fans? The absolute garbage that we saw yesterday, non-competitive football. Right now, I know there's a bunch of 0-3 teams in the league. I get it. The Jets aren't the only one. You know, the Giants, obviously, with their problems, are 0-3. The Jaguars right now are 0-3. You know, there's a few teams out there that haven't won a football game yet. Uh, the Lions, they lost another brutal one yesterday with a 66-yard record-setting field goal by Tucker at the end for the Ravens to win that game. They're 0-3, you know. But, I mean, does anybody look as bad as the Jets? The Jets are right now just uh, – it's, it's non-competitive football, non-competitive. And I'm sick and tired of it. And, i and, you know, I'm sick and tired of having my season end, you know, before the World Series even happens. You know, my season end. Uh, you know, basically before we hit October. And when's the last time they won a game in September? When was that? This is the third straight year they start 0 three, which I believe is the first time. Believe it or not, it's hard to believe, but the first time in franchise history that that's happened, that they've started 0 three three years in a row. And I just don't see where the wins are coming from. I don't see it. And as far as the quarterback. Uh, you know, look, did he play well? No, but how can I, I – I, I don't know. I, I can't really get too too down on him because he's getting absolutely no help from anywhere, from his receivers, from his offensive line, from his coaching staff. It's just the same old, same old, same old. They get away from the run too much. They, you know, they're trying to run the ball. Then, you know, they get five yards on a run, second and five, and they can't wait to get in the shotgun and start chucking the ball around. And we've seen that too. We saw that from gays. We saw that from Bowles. I, I just I I can't I can't anymore I can't I can't continue to sit there and just suffer through these games, knowing in the first quarter once Denver took the lead seven nothing that there was no way the Jets were winning the game. You knew it, you knew right away they had no shot, no shot. I don't I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know. And we and we have not not thirteen games left. We got fourteen games left to go. And I could just see Derrick Henry just running rough shot over them next week. Really? And if you're a Jet fan, you could you could be patient all you want, man. I'm tired of being patient. I've been patient for you know close to sixty years. I'm tired of being patient now with this franchise. It's the same old, same old. And right now, this coaching staff is not giving me any reason to feel confident whatsoever. And a lot of the moves Joe Douglas has made don't look so damn good, that's for sure. All right, the Joe Ode Oda Payne podcast, week three, episode three. Jets now 0-3 on the season. Uh, Let me uh, get my uh, uh, talk about the uh, people sponsoring my show. And again, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank the people at Natural Body, my good buddy Steve Calabrese. Steve, I'm sorry about your Dolphins yesterday. That was a very tough game to lose. But uh, check out Natural Body. And if you make a purchase, remember all of their locations, if anyone that makes a purchase at any of the natural body stores in Ozone Park, Queens, in Belmore, Long Island, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, any of them, they're going to get a free natural body t-shirt value to 25 bucks while supplies last. And again, that's my good buddy, Steve Calabrese, owner and president of Natural Body Inc. So uh, check him out. And you can email Steve at naturalbodyinc.com. So that's all my good buddies there, and they do a great job. Also, my friends at at Budget Blinds, and wouldn't it be great to see your windows in a whole new light? Do it right. Call Budget Blinds of Manhattan and Queens. You'll get beautiful style and personalized service for every budget. They bring the showroom right to your home so that you can choose from hundreds of blinds, shades, shutters, and drapes, plus smart home window coverings that you can control with a touch of a button. Budget Blinds does it all for you, including a professional installation and an unmatched warranty. Just sit back and relax. To set up a free in-home consultation, go to budgetblinds.com slash Manhattan or call 212-579-8000, 212-579, that's 212-579-8000. Mention Joe B, get 25% off your order. offer only applies to the Queens and Manhattan locations, and also- my, uh, my friends, Ari, my son, Johnny, over at Anita Tires in Rivervale, New Jersey. You need tires. You need uh, any work done on your car. This is the place to go. Go see my son, Johnny. Johnny's a sales manager. He'll take care of you. He'll set you up. Uh, tell him you listen to the podcast, and uh, he'll probably even do you a little better. So go see my buddy, Ari. Go see Johnny over at Anita Tire in Rivervale, New New Jersey. All right. The Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast, episode three. The Jets now 0 3 with a 26 0 disgraceful performance, if you want to call it a performance, in Denver against the Broncos, where they never win, by the way. I mean, they never seem to win there. You know, my good buddy Iron Staten Island was telling me that I believe the Jets now have been shut out in three of their last five uh, trips to Denver. So it's never been a very nice place to play. We all remember the 1998 AFC title game, how it worked out there against the Broncos, but an absolute disaster. And now they get ready to go 0-4 as they will welcome in the Tennessee Titans, uh, the now 2-1 and Titans, who beat the Colts on Sunday uh, into MetLife over the weekend. All right, let's check out a little bit of what happened in the NFL on Sunday. Uh, the Giants lost again 17-14, another brutal loss for the Giants. They're 0-3 on the day that they retire Eli Manning's number 10. uh, The crowd booing owner John Mara. And John Mara, I guess, uh, took it out on some trash cans after the game. Giants led 14-7 in this game. The Falcons come down and really scored the game-tying touchdown courtesy, first of all, of a dropped interception by Dory Jackson in the end zone. The ball was a little behind them a little bit. The ball hit him right in the hands. You catch that ball and the game's over. The Giants win the game, but he drops it. And then, of course, two plays later, Logan Ryan with a pass interference call that sets up the game-tying touchdown. And then the Falcons go on to win it on a, uh, on a field goal at the buzzer, 17-14. So the Giants, 0-3 and a very unceremonious 0-3 right now. They could easily be 2-1. and one. They should have won that game in Washington last Thursday, They should have won this game yesterday against the Crummy Falcons. So they're 0-3, and the Giants fans uh, very, very, uh, as they should be, getting very restless about their 0-3 football Giants right now. Uh, Other games over the weekend. How about the Panthers winning on Thursday night over the Texans? How about Sam Donald being 3-0? Does it make you want to vomit? Really? Does it make you want to vomit that Sam Donald right now looks like a combination of Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, and Tom Brady? Does it make you sick to your stomach that that team is 3-0 and Donald looks like he actually is a, is a legitimate NFL quarterback after all the years with the Jets, after the three unceremoniously crummy years with the Jets? So the, the Panthers are off to a 3-0 and start. You can't be thrilled about that if you're a Jet fan. The Cardinals are 3-0. They win yesterday 31-19 over the Jaguars. Uh, So Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, they're not exactly getting off to a great start there with the Jaguars. By the way, the Jets play the Jaguars late in the season. Maybe that's a game they can win. They may be looking for their first win of the season. I don't think they play the Jaguars sometime in December. So, you know, it's a long way to that. Maybe that's a game they'll win. Don't count on that either. But Jacksonville off to an 0-3. The Cardinals 3-0. And uh, right now, Kyler Murray and company playing terrific ball. A.J. Green has rejuvenated his career there in, in Arizona. So the Cardinals win it 31-19, as I said, one of the undefeated teams at 3-0. and I touched on it a little bit. The Ravens, uh, they come from behind to pull out that game against the Lions. They were down 17-16. Lamar Jackson leads the drive that sets up the 66-yard record-setting field goal by Justin Tucker to win it at the gun for Baltimore. They're now 2-1 and on the year. The Lions, who have a lot of New York jet in them, that's for sure, over the years, now 0-3. On the season, as I mentioned, Baltimore at two and one. The Browns look pretty good. Uh, big game for Miles Garrett yesterday. Defensively, uh, they beat up the um, the Bears yesterday, twenty-six to six. Not a very good game for Justin Fields, that's for sure. So Cleveland now uh, at two and one on the year. Four and a half sacks, by the way, a record, a franchise record-setting four and a half sacks uh, by uh, Fields in this game. Uh, by uh, G- Garrett in this game against Justin Fields. So the Browns, after that opening week loss to Kansas City, now 2-1. and one. How about Kansas City? They're 1-2. and two. They're in last place for the first time in the AFC West. I know it's only three weeks into it. Last place for the first time in the AFC West for three years as they are beaten uh, late in this game by Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Uh, L.A., San Diego, whatever you want to call them, now 2-1 and one on the season. As I mentioned, Kansas City falls to 1-2. and two. Uh, The Bengals, how about them beat up on the Steelers? 24-10. Joe Burrow looks like the real deal, doesn't he? He really does. Uh, looks like they got something there in Cincinnati, and they beat Pittsburgh, and boy, the is not off to a very good start. They win that opener in Buffalo, got beat at home last week by Vegas, got beat at home yesterday by Cincinnati. When's the last time Pittsburgh lost consecutive weeks at home? It's probably a long time. Um, Mike Tomlin and are and off to a difficult 1-2 and two start so far on the year, and Uh, Cincinnati looking pretty good. Joe Burrow throwing for 178 yards and three touchdowns in that game, including two to the rookie from LSU, Jamar Chase. So Cincinnati off to a solid 2-1 start. I mentioned the uh, Titans winning again, 25-16. They went over the Colts. Uh, Indy now off to a a tough 0-3 start. Tannehill throwing for 197 yards and three touchdowns in the game. And uh, right now, too, as I mentioned, 2-1 in a very weak you got to believe Tennessee is going to win that division. Right now, that's a very weak AFC South. So, will they knock off the Colts? Uh, Indy starting a very unceremonious 0-3. Uh, the, how about the Saints beating the, the Patriots? You know, I want to talk about this for a second because everybody was going nuts over New England. How good Mac Jones looked after the first week, even though they lost to the Dolphins, how good Jones looked. Oh, he's so polished for a rookie, you know. Nick Saban had them all ready to go and yada yada and all this, and then they go on and beat the Jets and everybody's getting crazy. You know, a, a game where the Jets basically handed to him, handed it to him as Wilson threw four picks in that game. Well, New England came back to earth, that, uh, came back down to earth yesterday. They lose to the Saints, 28 to 13. Jameis Winston throwing two touchdown passes in the game. Malcolm Jenkins had an interception return for a touchdown against Jones in this football game. So all of a sudden. Everybody going crazy for New England. Well, they're one and two. And guess who's coming to town this week? Tom Brady and the Bucks, And they're not going to be very happy a very happy group coming off that loss to the Rams as they're beating in L.A. yesterday, 34 24. I tell you, the Rams look pretty good. Matthew Stafford, man, he's got to be the most, the happiest guy in America that he's no longer playing for the Detroit Lions because he's got a real team there in L.A. And uh, they did a real good job in that victory yesterday. Again, 34-24 the final score. 343 yards passing for Stafford in this game. Also, four touchdown passes. So they are 3-0 and in what is a very, very difficult division. You look at that NFC West right now, probably the best division in football. Two undefeated teams with the Cardinals and Rams. The Niners lost a tough game last night. We'll get to that. 30-28 to the Packers. So they're 2-1. and one. Seattle was beaten as well by Minnesota. They're 1-2. But that is a very, very tough division. There's no doubt about it. And how about that last night? San Francisco was down early uh, to uh, Green Bay. They were down 17 nothing in that game. Came back out a touchdown right before halftime after a big kickoff return to make it 17 to seven. Actually took the lead late, and only to see Aaron Rodgers lead his team back down for the game-winning field goal with 35 seconds and no timeouts left. He hit two big passes to Devontae uh, 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 Adams to set up the game-winning field goal. So the Packers now 2-1. and one. You just – you cannot give Green Bay and Rodgers any time whatsoever. He's going to get it done for you, no doubt about it. So both the Packers after that opening win beat down at the hands in Jacksonville of New Orleans, now 2-1, and one, as are the San Francisco 49ers. How about the game yesterday in, in Vegas? What a game that was. Watch the end of it. Vegas wins it on the last play of the overtime on the game-winning field goal by Carlson, thirty-one twenty-eight, the final score of that game. Vegas now three and zero on the season. Miami one and two. But Jacoby Brissett, how about him? Scores the game-tying touchdown. Well, then when they get the two-point conversion, but the game-tying touchdown on the final play of the game on a fourth-and-goal from about the five-yard line. He runs it into the end zone. Would not be denied. They get the two-point conversion. Even in overtime, after the Raiders hit a uh, a game uh, a go-ahead field goal. To make it 28-25, Preset hit a 4th and 20 pass to Gusecki, the tight end, to give him the first down. They eventually get the field goal to tie the game. But the Raiders, some big plays in the OT, a pass to Edwards, a pass to Henry Ruggs, eventually set up setting up the game-winning field goal by Carlson. So a very tough loss for the Dolphins, who are now 1-2 on the year, and a terrific win for the Raiders, who, as I said, 3-0, and and they are rolling right now. Unbelievable. And then also we mentioned the Vikings finally get a win. They were 0-2, two very tough losses for them. Beat the Seahawks, Seattle now 1-2, Minnesota 1-2 as well. And, of course, tonight, oh, we didn't mention also the Bills. The Bills beat down Washington yesterday uh, 43-21. So they look like uh, right now certainly, again, the team to beat in the AFC East. So they're 2-1 and one on the season. We got the Monday night game tonight, big game in the NFC East between the Eagles and the Cowboys, both of them, are 1-1 one and one as they go to week three. So there we go. In the NFL, three weeks will be in the books after the Monday night game tonight. Another brutal performance by the New York Jets. They're 0-3. You cannot be happy. And I don't want to hear. i only got about a minute to go. But I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear about growing pains. I don't want to hear about the rookie quarterback. I don't want to hear about the rookie coach, uh, coaching staff. This was unacceptable garbage football that we saw yesterday. And not much better than what we saw on the Adam Gaze or on the Todd Bowles. Again, the Joe Beningo Ode to Paint podcast, week three. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank uh, all my uh, sponsors as well. Thank them for the great job that they continue to do for me. My buddies at Natural Body. My buddies at Budget Blinds. My buddies at Anita Tire. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate all the support. Everybody listening to this podcast. And by the way, before I go... Wednesday a special Ode to Pain podcast as we will break down the brutal disgusting horrific season of the New York Mets in 2021 so check that out on Wednesday night we'll talk to you then everybody have a great rest of your monday